Welcome to How to Invest, a podcast to help you understand the basics of investing, brought to you by Interactive Investor. We believe investing is for everyone and this series gives you a step-by-step breakdown of everything you need to get started. My name is Moira O'Neill and I'm joined today by Becky O'Connor, Head of Pensions and Savings at Interactive Investor and we'll be covering how SIPs or self-invested personal pensions work. Welcome Becky. Thank you. What are SIPs? A SIP is an acronym for self-invested personal pension. It's a do-it-yourself pension basically. So unlike a workplace scheme where someone does it for you, you get to choose where you put your money. Fabulous. And what can you actually put in them? You can put a range of different investments in them. Mostly people choose between a range of funds and investment trusts or selected portfolios that might be suitable for their SIP. Um, But really there's a broader range of options than um, you would have in a workplace scheme or um, a default fund. Importantly, you can hold uh, direct shares in UK companies, that's right, isn't it? Absolutely right, yes. If you like the look of a company, um, you can check to see if you can put it in your SIP. So that sounds like much more flexibility than a regular type of pension. Do they also benefit from the same tax relief as other pensions? Yes, they absolutely do. So with a normal pension, you get 20% of tax relief at the marginal basic rate of income tax. With a self-invested personal pension, if you're a higher rate taxpayer or an additional rate taxpayer, you can also claim that extra back through your tax return. So that's like getting free money from the government, basically. Absolutely right. Consider it a bonus. But do you get employer contributions in a SIP? No, you don't. With a workplace scheme, an employer would usually match your contributions up to a certain amount. With a SIP, um, you can sometimes ask an employer, if uh, it's an alternative to a workplace scheme for you, to add some contributions into your SIP. But generally speaking, it is personal contributions only. Fabulous. So what charges can I expect to pay when I'm using a SIP? This does vary depending on where you put your money, but um, fees will be uh, either flat fees or percentage fees. There there could be an annual fee, a core charge for the investments, and also something called a drawdown fee if you're taking money from your SIP. Can you explain the difference between a flat fee and a percentage fee? So a flat fee is a fixed amount, a pounds and pence number that you know you're going to pay. A percentage fee is based on a percentage of what you have invested. And consequently, the amount that you'll pay will depend on how much money you have in your SIP. On uh, larger pension pots, a fixed flat fee can work out better value than a percentage fee because the percentage is likely to take you above the flat fee that you would be paying. So it's worth checking out what works for your amount of pension. Absolutely. If someone's thinking about a SIP and they already have a pension elsewhere, what can they do? Could they move between pensions or do you have to stay put in one when you have it? How does does it work? So you can stay put in a workplace scheme and you can just open a SIP on top. Um, and you can contribute to two. You can also transfer old schemes, workplace schemes, or other personal pensions that you've had in the past to your SIP. So it's a great way of collecting together old workplace schemes and also as a top-up, if you like, to a workplace scheme that you may not be able to transfer. There are some workplace schemes that are trickier to move out of than others. 
old workplace schemes, some of those might have higher charges attached to them or they might have fewer investments available. Is it worth looking into that? I mean, how, you know, what, what should we be doing when we're thinking about our pensions? It's absolutely worth finding out how much you've got in the old workplace schemes and reminding yourself where they are, because obviously it's easy to forget with 11 to 12 job changes that we have in a typical career, where that money is and to lose track of how much you've got. So the first step is to identify um, where that money is and how much it is. And what's the benefits of having them all in one place? It's simpler to keep track of and with a SIP there's just a lot more variety with what you can do with it. So with workplace schemes there's often only two or three fund options um, and this way you just have a lot more control over where your pension is invested. So how much investing knowledge do you really need to say open and manage a SIP? It's definitely a good idea to arm yourself with knowledge of investment options. Um, so what they are and what the different funds do, um, the type of companies that they invest in and you know the risk level that you're happy with because that will change over time and if you're managing it yourself you want to be mindful of things like you know as you approach retirement you possibly want to reduce the level of risk in your pension portfolio um, because you'll be taking that money out soon. So. The good news is that all of this information is available to you. Um, there are ways you can research pensions and how to invest them for yourself. But if you are taking the DIY route, it would be sensible to find out more about the options available to you so you can make sure your pension matches what you want it to do. I'll just explain for the listeners that Interact Investor does try and make it as easy as we possibly can for beginners by introducing something called our quick start funds, which are like ready-made portfolios. You can just choose one out of our six options and we have what's called low-cost uh, passive investments in those quick start funds that just try and return the performance of the stock market. And we also have some slightly more whizzy, slightly more expensive, actively managed funds that try to out, give you a bit of more outperformance and they also give you some ethical investing type options so they try and invest sustainably which I know a lot of people are interested in that kind of thing at the moment so it's worth checking out those options too. So Becky you've decided that you want to SIP, how do you actually open one? Um, well, you've chosen your platform, you simply go through the, the sign-up process and a lot of it is done for you but there will be some details needed, things like your national insurance number and details of former workplace pensions. Um, if you're not sure, there are things like the Pensions Tracing Service that can help you identify old workplace schemes. So a little bit of admin will go a long way to simplifying your finances in future. Great, thank you very much. Thank you for listening to this episode of How to Invest. We'll be back with plenty of more topics in future and please do listen to the others in the series to help uh, answer all the questions you may have about how to get started in investing.